0: We are so excited. Our next guest um, is going to tell us more about the Carmelites of the Carmel of Mary in Wahpeton, North Dakota. Good morning, Mother. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. This is an honor and a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's such an honor and blessing for us as well. So we would like to have you just tell us a little bit about your background, yourself, you know, where you're from, and a little bit about your family as well.
1: Yes, I am from San Antonio, Texas, and I came here to Carmel of Mary 30 years ago, and um, I loved it here ever since, and this is the only place I'd rather be in in the whole, whole entire world. Oh, well, the Dakotas do offer a lot of beautiful, beautiful sunsets, that's for sure. They do. They certainly do. But it's for the people because the people here are just wonderful. They're outstanding and very loving.
0: Well, and you help to bring that love as well. So you are with the Carmelites of the Carmel of Mary. How did you find
1: God calling you to this specific order? Um, Well, it goes way back. To when I was in the first grade, I can say that I felt madly in love with Jesus Christ at that time. And then by the second grade, I had asked um, the priest in confession if I had a calling to the religious life. And after asking me several questions, he assured me that yes, God was calling me to the religious life to serve him and to be married to him for the rest of my life. And so then I knew I needed to wait till I was much older. And so when the time came, Um, In my senior year, to answer the call, my parents were not um, for the calling. They wanted me to get married and have children. And so at that time, I went to deep prayer to ask our Lord what He wanted me to do because that was very difficult to go against my parents' wishes. And um, I felt that in prayer, He changed my path. A little bit for a short time and I entered the United States Air Force and I served the Air Force for four years and active duty and I was stationed in England for three years and then one year in Tennessee and so my third year in the Air Force my parents asked if I was going to make it a career and I told them no that I enjoyed the Air Force but that I wanted to do what I have always wanted to do. And my father, with a little bit of hesitation, said, what's that? And I said, I want to become a nun. I want to serve God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I can only do that as a cloistered nun. And he says, like, where? And I said, North Dakota. And, Aww. well, that was a bit of a shock to him because it was so far away from Texas. But I, I did it, and I'm here, and I'm so grateful that I answered the call. It's not easy um, for many young people, but I have felt the call since I was very young. So in that sense, it was easy when I did it because it was what I had always wanted to do. And when I entered the enclosure, it was for me just a confirmation. And every day has been such a blessing and a joy.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful.
2: Mother Madonna, this is uh, Paul, and uh, we have something in common. I, too, am a veteran of the United States Air Force.
0: (gasps) Oh, that's wonderful.
2: (laughs) Thank, thank you for your service.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, thank you.
2: Yes. And uh, same thing happened to me. I, I, after about five years in the military, it was like, do I want to continue with the military or continue doing what I really wanted to do? And that was broadcasting. Well, oh. since the military made me a broadcaster, I yeah. was able to go into it. I did not enter a cloistered community. <laughs> <laughs> but But um, I, I wanted to... Uh, in the New Earth magazine uh, for the Diocese of Fargo, yes. Sister Margaret Mary yes. wrote The Sister's Perspective, and it's in the current issue right now, yes. and she talks about her, uh, her, her call and her uh, formation into becoming a, uh, a Carmelite nun, and uh, I encourage folks to, to look at that article in the uh, July-August New Earth. Have you had a chance to look at it?
1: Oh, yes. I have. And It is so beautiful. And she is such an inspiration to me. She was the one that answered the telephone the morning I called to ask the monastery to send me more information. And it was so funny because I called at six o'clock in the morning and she said, should I answer the phone or not way back in 1988? And sure enough, she did. And then everything is history after that. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. that's, so, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Can, can you tell us, Mother Banana, can you tell us some, some of the fruits you have found in living
1: the cloistered life? Oh, the value and faith of prayer. And all the people that we can pray for, we can reach the ends of the earth. We can reach people that don't even know we're praying for them. And the best part of it is that those fruits aren't going to be seen until we get to heaven. And so we're, we are really living a life of faith because people call up and ask us for prayers and sometimes we never hear from them again, but we continue to pray for them at all their intentions. And you know, the way the world's going, people need somewhere where they can call and just share a little bit about what they're struggling with,
0: you know, and we're always,
1: we're always there for them 24 seven, you know, and it's like, we're all pilgrims, you know, on earth. So, you know, yeah. that, that's so beautiful that you said that because, you know, there's just
0: such a lack of confidentiality or the ability to just, you know, lean on someone yes. without worrying about how it is just <laughs> mass massively communicated throughout the world. Right. And so here you're giving that opportunity for someone to share... Uh, you know, what is troubling them or what their needs are. And they can, it can be received in this unconditional, loving, prayerful, confidential way. Yes,
2: yes. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to Real Presence Radio uh, right now. We have Mother Madonna of the Carmelites of the Carmel of Mary in Wahpeton, North Dakota, who is joining us. Um, uh, Mother Madonna, there's a pilgrimage coming up yes. on August 11th. Can yes. you talk a little bit about... Uh, this event what it's all about and uh, and and why you hold it
1: oh yes well there's a little bit of a history that goes back to it the sisters came in 1954 from a monastery in Pennsylvania. So when they were asked to come to Wapatin, it was Cardinal Minch and Bishop Dvorak who invited them. And one of the things is that they wanted a monastery dedicated to Our Lady, and also they wanted to have a little shrine, and they wanted a statue of Our Blessed Mother in front of the monastery where pilgrims can come once a year. And that would be on August 15th, and it's Our Lady of the Prairies in order to give her thanks for the harvest because you know this whole area is one of um, fruits of the earth. And it's filled with many farmers, and we all know how important the farming season is. So if people wanted to find out more about the pilgrimage, where can they go? Where can they learn more about it? Well, at this, at this point in time, it would be best to call up the monastery and ask any questions that you might have about it. And the telephone number is 701 643 2360.
0: Well, that's wonderful, Mother Mary, or I'm sorry, Mother Madonna. We are so, so grateful for you joining us this morning. Uh, thank you for sharing your beautiful story with us and, and also this fantastic event that's coming up at the Shrine of Our Lady of the Prairies.